Hello, 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 my beautiful friend. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Spiritpreneur School, the podcast with Abiola Abrams. Class is in session for light workers, sacred bombshells, creative geniuses, indigo children, coaches, and healers. We are taking self love to self launch. Welcome back to a new season of Spiritpreneur School, an empowerment podcast for conscious entrepreneurs. I coined the term Spiritpreneur because all of the other terms just didn't fit me and my work and the work that I saw of the lightworking sisters and brothers around me. A spiritpreneur I define as a spirited business person who is conscious and heart-centered and an entrepreneur. Our guests range from CFOs to professional creatives. These mostly women guests are brilliant thinkers who have overcome challenges to live out loud. If you want to know how to answer your spiritual calling, live on purpose, and do the work that you were born to do, then you are in the right place. You will see some changes this season, like that we are doing all audio interviews and a few other goodies, but it's all to just make the podcast even better for you. So we are kicking it off with an exceptional guest who has a beautiful offering that we all need as spiritpreneurs, branding. Rachel Fishman I have to tell you, is the definition of a spiritpreneur. This goddess was beautifully relentless, not in a negative way, positively relentless in her pursuit of sending me her information and explaining why she was right for the podcast. And I have to say that I completely agree with her 100,000 million percent. Her business is called Process Progress intuitive branding and design for spiritual entrepreneurs. She walks her talk with six pillars of the intuitive brand that she is here to be able to take you from self-love to self-launch as we are doing. And her company is, she specializes with, with us as spiritual entrepreneurs to craft our visual brand identities and strategies that represent all of who we are, all of what we do, and emphasizing that we are just in total alignment with our purposes. Her main objective is to stress not only the importance of branding and business, but using your intuition and your true self to build and drive your brand. Can you hear how excited I am about this? Rachel's goal is making branding an accessible and less overwhelming and less stressful process. Can we get an amen for that? She stresses authenticity in branding and how to use the most important part of your brand, you, to drive your business forward. So welcome to Spiritpreneur School, Rachel Fishman. Thank you, Abiola. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for this opportunity to speak with you today. Oh, well, you are, as I said, you know, exactly what the goddess ordered for our spiritpreneurs. <laughs> <laughs> and so we've Yay. heard your official uh, bio, Rachel, 
who yeah. is the woman behind the brand? You're the branding genius. Who's the woman behind <laughs> the brand? So that's me. My name is Rachel. Um, I am a Midwest girl now living in Los Angeles, and I've always kind of done, you know, what you're supposed to do, quote-unquote, in life. I I went to school. I got a job. And, um, you know, a couple years ago, I really opened myself up to um, beginning on a spiritual path um, in all areas of my life. And it's just been miraculous how it's opened me up to what my soul's purpose really is, which is helping people not only with my education and my professional experience, but with my intuition, that my intuition is actually a skill I can use to help people and make a a business out of and make a living um, and beyond. So um, that's kind of how it all happened. Um, I've always been a graphic designer, and and I found a way to kind of merge these worlds of design and branding with intuition. And I'm just I love spiritpreneurs, and that those are my people. So. That's kind of a little bit about me. Well, I think that that is a beautiful place to start, Rachel, because intuition is so important for us as human beings, you know, on this planet, but then we're trained away from it when it comes to business. I say often that we are the only beings on the planet or the only, you know, animals in the jungle that don't trust our instincts, that, you know, if there's a bear or, you know, my little kitty cat or a dog or whoever, and they and their instinct says, you know, run, storm, or hide under this predator or whatever, they trust it and they, they immediately move. We yeah. do the opposite. How did you become so wise, Rachel, to know that your intuition was something that you could bring into business with you? Well, I, I, I don't know. I think it kind of just folded unnaturally as I, as my intuition became stronger and and developed itself as as a tool. I kind of realized that in talking to people, what my intuition actually was able to help them do was specifically help them with their business. So it's kind of like I I realized my God-given gift of my intuition can specifically help people with branding. And because I have this background in design and branding, it just seemed like a perfect fit. So I started having these sessions with people just to see kind of what what folded, what unfolded. And, you know, of course, when it comes down to it, it's really like it's it goes so much deeper than your surface business brand. It's really, it's really learning about you as a person because you are the brand. So it's not just how can I have a better brand for my business. It's how can I learn things about myself how can I use my gifts as a as a business owner to really create the brand? Um, so that's that's kind of what I'm helping people to do, and that's kind of just through experience and talking to people. That's how I kind of learned that I could use my intuition in this way. 
I think that you're going to be wildly successful because this is something, as I said, that we all need and that we are all hungry for. And I think the connection between it's not just about slapping a brand on, you know, top of what you're doing, that your brand is you particularly for us as spiritual entrepreneurs. Now, was there a moment where you ever felt like you had to come out of the spiritual closet with what you're doing? you know, and be able to have this conversation. Yeah, I think I'm kind of maybe still in it a little bit. Um, I'm my, my spiritual journey started, I mean, I've always been intuitive, but my really committed spiritual journey started just a couple of years ago. So I'm still, I'm still learning how to trust and, and know that when I express myself about, the spiritual aspects of my life and my business, um, that that it's true and that by speaking my truth, you know, um, I can't be judged, at least by, by God. And I know that there's going to be people that are uncomfortable with it and unfamiliar with it and they're not going to go for it. And I just kind of am accepting accepting that and know that there's people out there for me and then there's some people that are not. Um, so that's something that I'm still currently, you know, dealing with. Um, okay, it's a big okay. Thing. It is a big thing. <laughs> it is a really big thing, Rachel, and I, I appreciate your vulnerability and nakedness in sharing it. I wrote down what you just said, which was so poignant, is by speaking my truth, I can't be judged. Yes, someone shared that. That is <laughs> So incredible. <laughs> that is so incredible yeah. that, you know, and truth really is the heart of branding, isn't it, as well? Just, you know, in terms of people speak about having a personal brand, and, you know, that's one of the buzzwords that's around now, you know, your personal brand and your business brand, and I think that it's all kind of confusing for people. So let's go back to the essence, Rachel. What is a brand? Why do we need one? Why is it that so often uh, that you, when you look at someone's business, that their visual identity sometimes doesn't match their business vision and voice, as you put it? Let's talk about mm-hmm. it. Okay. Yeah. So I think a brand, I mean, it's definitely like a buzzword, but branding to me is the entire it's really everything. It's not only just what people see when they go to your website, like your logo and colors and, and everything like that, but it's really your story and it's really the heart of your business and why you do what you do and creating a a story and a relationship around those things that build trust with your audience, credibility, loyalty, recognition. Um, It builds, and it brings you back to your why. It brings you back to your purpose. And brands are the things that set us apart from in the marketplace. So they're just extremely important but they're not they're not always just so surfacey it goes a lot deeper than that i really think a brand is a, is a story is your story and the heart of what you do i agree i agree i i think that you know your brand 
is your story and that many of us try to think, we think that we have to leave our stories behind when we get into um, to business. Can you please speak more about the power of story? Yeah, well, I think a lot of times, especially now, there's so much information out there um, and so many resources for people to help them build their business. And it's there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of, you know, you have to do this. Um, you have to post 15 times a day in order to gain 20,000 followers. Or if you want to, um, you know, sell 20,000 copies of your first book, you have to do this. There's a lot of, like, kind of rules that people have created out there in business, and it's very overwhelming and stressful. And so by by just scaling back and really going back to the heart of why am I do why am I doing what I'm doing? It's not to gain twenty thousand followers and I mean for spiritpreneurs at least. I can't speak for other people in business, but really spiritpreneurs just want to help people and also they've probably been healing themselves. So by sharing their story of healing it makes that really deep connection to the people that they're trying to reach to know that they can trust this person to help them too. Um, And that's by telling their story. Yes, yes. And so, so often instead of thinking, okay, we have to turn away from our stories and now perhaps, you know, present ourselves as, as someone or something different, instead it's about coming from the heart and the soul of who you are. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, because I think as spiritpreneurs, there's there is no separation between who we are and what we do. It's just you are your business. So it would only make logical sense that you would use yourself as the driving point of your brand. I think a lot of times um, people have this weird need to, like, be super professional and, oh, if I, I, nobody wants to hear about my personal stuff and that's not professional and that's not what I need to do for my business. But the fact that we are owners of heart-based businesses, there's, there's just – that's just, like, the key ingredient. Like, it has to have heart. Um, so I think a lot of spiritpreneurs oftentimes are – they're able to do it for their clients, but they're fearful of doing it for themselves. Why do you think that that is, Rachel? I think because a lot of spiritpreneurs are usually intuitive, sensitive people like myself, and we we know deep down that what we're doing is helping people, but oftentimes we're doing it so much on our own that we really don't, we second guess ourselves and we have a fear, especially with, you know, intuitive and this kind of energy healing and these metaphysical businesses. People are are afraid that no one's going to understand or no one's going to want to pay for these kinds of services. So I better just, I might as well just not put it out there. Um, they're kind of so focused on on the outcome or the result of what will happen that they're not thinking of 
well, if you don't put yourself out there, no one's going to be able to know what it is that you do, and you're not going to be able to help anyone. Um, yes. So there's all sorts of different fears, um, but it's I really I really notice um, a hesitancy to actually put yourself out put out there. Yes, I think that that is huge. Uh, one of the things that drew me to you and said, okay, you know, in addition to many other things, like, okay, this is my soul sister, we have to have this conversation, is that on your site, you know, right away you you, you're, you address us as, hey, you know, badass, and I actually <laughs> have a program that is starting called the Brave Badass Fearpreneur that is all about <laughs> us having the courage, you know, the courage to put yeah. ourselves out there because, you know, many of us who are bringing the milk and honey and the healing of the world don't have the the courage then to step out there. As you said, we can do it for other people, but we can't do it for ourselves. And I think that there's an important lesson, Rachel, in what you're doing that I want to highlight, that being able to niche down and speak to a specific audience in your business makes your business wider and deeper, not more shallow as a lot of us fear. And it's a very scary thing to do, and there's nothing wrong with it when you begin. If you start your business and you niche down and you're talking to whoever it is you're talking to and you still have to take clients that you had previously and that sort of thing until you're able to level things off. But being able to say clearly, this is the tribe I serve, whatever that tribe is, is a very powerful thing in terms of your business building, that, you know, no matter what we do, that no one, you know, everyone is not for you. You're not for everyone. And I think that that scares us, you know, just as entrepreneurs to think we might be closing the door to some business. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I want to to commend you on personally, you know, niching down in terms of your business. Now, Rachel, we've gone through – actually, you know, consciously, unconsciously, the first three pillars of your building an intuitive brand system, you know, number one, branding, why does it matter? Number two, intuition, why it's crucial to your brand. Number three, accessibility, start where you are and grow from there. And people, you can find this at her site, process-progress.com. So let's talk about number four. This is the the one that people get most jazzed about because you can physically see it. Alignment, moving successfully from vision to visual. Let's talk about Mm. it. Yeah, so I think that, well, before you even get to a visual point where you're creating a logo or you're designing a website, all of that other stuff needs to be established. Because if you're going to go out and, and you're, you're going to say, okay, I want a logo, but you're not really clear on what your brand stands for, what your purpose is, and, it, and if you just want something that looks cool, um, it's not going to be in alignment with everything else that you're trying to do, and it's going to confuse people. So I think the main thing with the visuals is that as soon as I go to your website, if I have no previous knowledge of you or the amazing work that you do, and I go to your website, I want to know exactly what you do, exactly who you are, and it needs to, like, look. Like, it needs to look like that as well. Because people use their intuition when they're making purchasing decisions. 
So if I go to a website where I see someone who has a really interesting purpose, they're helping people, but then their their colors or their their website or their logo is not matching their personality or is not matching their work that they do, I'm going to be like, eh, no, I don't think so. I think I'll go to someone else. And it's just the mm-hmm. fact that this is this is what people do. They make decisions based off visuals, off of feelings. So it all has to match up. Um, and, and I think a lot and we have like, sorry, go ahead, Rachel. I think a lot of times it's just difficult for for people to to complete that visual part. Um, and you know, I'm I'm trying to figure out how to help people be able to do the visual themselves. Um, but I'm a, I'm a graphic designer, so it also comes like very naturally to me. So yeah. I'm still I'm still learning that part of how to help people with the visuals that's not just designing it for them. Does that make sense? Well, it makes a lot of sense because we all don't have every skill. And so someone may be a very skilled therapist, for example, or, you know, doctor or something like that, or fashion designer, but even that doesn't necessarily translate into being able to put successful visuals together in a graphic way for their website or their, you know, their online presence. Because now your online presence is not just your site, but it's all of the other sites where we live, your, all of your social media homes. And as you said, when we go to a shop, whether it's in person or online, isn't it that we have like, what's the statistic about eight seconds that people give something before they click it away? I know that it's less than 15 seconds. And so that's an intuitive decision that they're making when they come to your brand to know is there, is there congruency? Is it in, what's in it for me? You know, is this what I'm looking for? Yeah. And they have to feel confident, um, you know, in, in their decision to work with you. And that's, that's all a combination of not just your story and the heart of what you do, but that's very important. But, yes, people are visual people, and they're, if it doesn't look right to them, they're not going to buy it. Yeah, they're just not going to buy it. And so, Rachel, I know that you said that you're still working out how to be able to advise people to do this part of it for themselves, but what is your process when you're working with a client to help them to move successfully from vision to visuals? So I think the first step would definitely to just start creating a collection of images, visual images. Um, Once you have kind of your brand personality and your brand story and heart defined, go on a site like Pinterest and create a mood board. And just, like, get familiar with the types of visuals and aesthetics that you are into and just create a collection of images. Because when you can see your inspirations all laid out in in a group like that, then you can start to get ideas about, oh, okay, I can use, I see a lot of yellow in all of these images. Maybe I can use that as one of my colors. Um, so I think to start with the visuals is just to go right to the visuals. Start collecting visual images and and things that inspire you and also things that 
match the feel and energy of your of your brand, of your business. I think that that's really, really helpful advice. I, I love things that are that are actionable that someone could get started with today. And so thank you for sharing that with us. Let's yeah. talk about your next pillar, which is authenticity, mm-hmm. the bridge between you and your audience. Mm-hmm. Now, everyone, whatever business you're in, whether you're, you know, a chiropractor or a psychic reader, that you have an audience and you have, you know, presumably customers or clients. And so being able to have a bridge between you and those who would, uh, you know, that you would serve and who would spend yeah. money in your business is important. Please elaborate. So I think a lot of a lot of times, like authenticity is kind of one of those words that's also like a buzzword right now, and it's like you have to be authentic in your brand. But okay, it's like how do you do that? And it's not necessarily like oh, I have to be personal in my brand, so I'm just gonna post a picture of me and my dog, and it has nothing to do with my business or what I'm about or anything like that. So I think there's a difference between just putting your personal info in your brand for the sake of being personal and really being mindful about what it is that you're sharing with your audience. And for me, that always comes down to being of value. So whatever I am posting online, whatever I am writing a blog post about, I always make sure that it's it's mindful and it's coming from a place of value that I can still share personal experiences with people from, but it's going to be supporting my brand by giving them valuable information about how they can do it themselves or, you know, an insight about um, a certain topic. So it's like, for me, when it comes to authenticity, it's really about mindfulness and what is it that I'm putting out there? Does this support my story? Does this support my message? If not, then then don't put it out there. <laughs> yes. Yes, I think that this is a great key because there's so much noise, you know, visual noise, uh, even, you know, just, just noise period in terms of like just social media and email and things coming at you and so many different voices that so many – entrepreneurs feel the need to just jump in. They think they've got to just jump into the fray, start throwing stuff out there. You know, they look over their shoulder and they see this person that they perceive as competition, you know, and and to me there's no such thing as competition because you're in your own lane answering your own calling, but they see the next person, you know, kind of swimming into the lane and so then they start throwing out what that person is and then there's, you know, no, there's either there's no difference between you and everyone else or there's so much noise and so much that you're putting out that your ideal customer or client can't find you because they don't know what it is that you are offering. And so that yeah. mindfulness to bring you into alignment, I think, is is a is a really strong key. Is a is a very strong key. And then from there, Rachel, you go into discernment. The difference between what you think you want and what you really need. Okay, this goes into all areas of our lives. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So this kind of this kind of I created this pillar because um, of a really deep desire to be honest with the kind of people I work with, Um, and. And knowing that, yes, they may come to me and say, I want a logo, but 
it's really kind of my responsibility as as the professional to to kind of not just say, okay, like pay me X amount of dollars and you get a logo, but really um, kind of taking a look at what they're saying they need and and then assessing, and I use my intuition to do this, okay, they say they want a logo, but they're really not clear in what their business is providing. So I don't want to just go ahead and give them a logo when that's not, in my professional opinion, what they need. So it's really about being, it's really about integrity and being honest with people and saying, I know you want a logo and you'll get there. But you really need to be clear about the story of your brand and the purpose before you can get to that point. So I think I created that pillar out of a out of a need to be um, honest and also to to embrace the process. I mean, my my company is called Process Progress, so it's not you're not just going to hand me over a fistful of dollars and get a logo like cha-ching. It's I work with people through every step of the process. You're going to be involved in every step of the process um, because that's how you get to where you need to be. It's not about just chugging out logos. It's about discovery. So I think that's what I meant when I wrote that. <laughs> that <piece>. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I love that because, you know, process is something that is that we don't appreciate enough going back to mindfulness as you were talking about and you know we we are in this culture where it's like okay just get there to the finish line but there is no there you know it's it's the be here now that wherever we are right this minute is where we need to be and so being able to help to take a, an entrepreneur through the process of building a very strong foundation under their offering is, I think, a very, very uh, skilled offering from you yourself. And so, you know, thank you for that. Thank you for that, Rachel. Thank you. So I want to get now into uh, some of the wonderful personal things uh, about you and your work that you've been generous enough to share. And so you recently actually went into your Akasic records. Mm-hmm. Can you please share that with us? And, and just, you know, disclaimer, I have, a, I'm, I'm the daughter of immigrants. I have a Guyanese-American accent. Some things I pronounce, and I'm never sure whether I'm pronouncing it the way that all Americans <laughs> do or my Guyanese way, so I may be um, pronouncing it differently. But I know that you had an Akashic reading that helped you work through your own fear of power. Is that something that you're open to being able to share more with us about? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, I I worked with one of my one of my soul sisters in my mastermind group that I'm in right now, who is practicing to become an, a certified Akashic Records reader. So she offered me a reading, and um, I, I, it was an incredible experience. I apparently was a very powerful wizard in one of my past lives many, many years ago who had a great power, but he was not in control of his power. He was manipulated into using his power for 
wrongdoing and for not the highest good. And so I think how that affected, how that was affecting me in this lifetime is I, I know that I'm a powerful being, but I was afraid to use my power because of that past trauma of knowing that it can be manipulated for, for the wrong reason. And the powerful experience that happened was that the wizard who I was in the past life actually agreed to give me a gift of power to use in this lifetime, knowing that I can control it completely for, for good. Um, and ever since then, I've really, I've really been accepting of, oh, you know, I am a powerful being and no one else can tell me what to do with my power but me. Um, so it really gave me kind of a sense of, of control and confidence and being able to move forward knowing, knowing and understanding my gifts. Um, so, yeah, that was a great experience. Wow, how <laughs> magical, how incredibly magical. I'm also writing down, uh, no one else can tell me what to do with my power but me. That is an incredible takeaway, and especially as, you know, I see you today as a branding wizard. That's still <laughs> what you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, what an incredible gift. And I think that, you know, you have so many beautiful lessons in the work that you do. One of the things that I think that is that would be key for people right now is if you would – are there tips that you have specifically around social media and branding because that's so much a part of our, our lives and, you know, the importance of, of brand building, and people don't know what to do with it. I, I have people who tell me, you know, I don't know. They say I'm supposed to be on Twitter. I don't get Twitter. You know, I don't understand it. Yeah. What am I supposed to post on Instagram? I don't know what to put there. What what am I doing? You know, and people are completely overwhelmed and confused by it. Can you give us a mini social media process progress lesson? <laughs> yeah, sure. I get that question a lot, too. They're like, do I need a Twitter? Do I need a Facebook? Um, I think people feel like they need these sort of all these different social media platforms. And my first question that I would ask them is, well, if, okay, if you say you want an Instagram, really think about what you're using that Instagram for and only use it for that. So you can have different social media platforms that you're using for different purposes. Like, Let's say you have a blog and you're writing really great content, longer form articles on there. You can use your Facebook page to not only engage with your community, but also to flood in that blog content that you're using. But that's maybe not what you want to do for your Instagram. Maybe on your Instagram, you're only posting inspirational pictures and quotes um, of people that inspire you. So I think the the tip would be to really think about what your intention is behind which platform you're using and to use it for that. Um, and if you, don't, if you don't feel drawn to using a certain platform, you don't have to use it. Like I don't personally use Twitter for my personal or business just because I don't, I don't see how I can utilize it in the best way. So like you're really in control of how you use social media and – and have an intention for it. 
Yes, and have an intention for it. I think that you just gave people a great gift by giving them permission that they don't have to be everywhere all the time. They don't have to be on every platform. For example, Pinterest, every brand is not necessarily right for Pinterest or Instagram. And so I think, you know, pick, you know, two that, you know, you want to, you know, definitely – if you, you know, take your names and and reserve your properties, but you want to just focus on one or two that you can rock out and that are relevant for your brand and where you can reach your ideal clients and customers. Yeah, and also, like, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to add that a lot of people also are concerned with how much they need to be on social media. And so my tip for that would be, you know, if if I'm not excited, completely excited to share a post that I've written with my audience, I don't post it. Like, and so maybe that means I go a few days without posting anything. But I just want to make sure that my integrity and my brand is being represented on my social media Um with content that I really put time and value in to share. Um, so that's just another thing I wanted to add. <laughs> well said, oh, branding wizard. <laughs> <laughs> and so speaking of social media, please tell us where people can find you, Rachel, and of the lovely free offering, your free gift that you have for our audience. Yeah, so... um you can find me at www.process-progress.com or on Instagram at Process Progress and also on Facebook, Process Progress. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how we can disperse the offering, but I guess people can email me if they're interested. Okay, that sounds good. Where can yeah. they email you? Rachel at process-progress.com. Rachel at process.progress.com. I think that that is incredible. I think that, you know, if you are listening to this and you have been trying to figure out how to get your brand together or if you are rebranding because there are times when we need to do that, uh, please get in touch with Rachel. She is very skilled at the gift of, you know, branding and, and bringing our stories into the world in a way that our ideal clients and customers are looking for them. So people are looking for what you do, my darling spiritpreneur. And so (laughs) definitely please get in touch with our sister, goddess Rachel. Rachel, thank you so much for this inspiring conversation. There were so many gems. Is there anything that you'd like to add before we go? Um, No, I think think that. I just want to inspire people to really be their truest selves and and to know that that is really what a brand is, is you. And I'm happy to talk to anyone who has questions or or needs feedback. Um, Just get in touch with me. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much, Rachel, for being a guest on Spiritpreneur School. If you're listening to this, please subscribe on iTunes. And let your other light worker, genius creatives, coaches, healers, 
and Indigo brothers and sisters, let let them know that we are here. And we will see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.